Welcome to Get Uncomfortable with Dakota and Shay, the podcast where we discuss why we enjoy seeking out challenges and how this stimulates personal and professional growth. The goal of this podcast is to help you learn to welcome adversity into your daily routine. Through discussion, we want to show you how seeking out challenges will help you grow in all areas of your life. We plan to cover topics such as surrounding yourself with the right people, the importance of physical exertion, learning new and difficult skills, and many others. We hope you enjoy the show. What's up, friends? Welcome back to another episode of Get Uncomfortable. And today, let's start this off with a little... uh. Tibetan singing bowl, shall we? Because we got to zen it out before I harsh the mellow, bro. That's for your heart chakra. That's what it said in the. Uh, that's what it said in the brochure that it's for your heart chakra. We're going to do a total 180 from last week's episode where I was talking about slowing down and relaxing, which is necessary. Obviously, you will break. You will start to deteriorate. Your mental state will fall apart if you do not take care of yourself. But the other angle of that, what I don't want people to take that as is an excuse to be lazy, an excuse to not get shit done, an excuse to uh, not follow through on your commitments or your word. Uh, I think a big problem we have today in society, at least in America, I'm seeing is a lack of people willing to get uncomfortable, which is why this is so important. That's why I love this show. That's why I'm, I named it this. The importance of discomfort in your life is is so important. It is so valuable to get uncomfortable regularly. Get uncomfortable regularly. Because when you don't, you can't handle any adversity. You can't handle any stress. The world is going to constantly try to stress you out. The world is constantly going to challenge you and test you. And it's not a bad thing. It's part of life. Buddha said life is suffering. It's just an inexorable part of life. You cannot get rid of it. It is just a fact of life. You need to learn to deal with it. And being soft and comfortable and scared and lazy and out of shape and apathetic is not the way through. That is not the way forward. The way forward is through pain, unfortunately. Growth is uncomfortable. Not necessarily physical pain, but growth is always uncomfortable. You cannot have growth without discomfort. That's the importance of discomfort in your life. That's why I named the show Get Uncomfortable. It's not just like how hard can you work out. It's like are you willing to take on things that make you scared? make you anxious, make you feel small, weak, incompetent, vulnerable? Are you willing to take those things on and be a person that is willing to grow past those things, to learn from experiences of, of, if you want to call it failure, or coming up short? Are you willing to grow and learn through that? Discomfort is so important. I've been reading about these archetypes, okay? So it's the four archetypes. It's uh, Carl Jung and Wilhelm Reich are the two uh, psychologists, I think, who are credited with these archetypes. Mainly, uh, there's a book by Robert Moore called Warrior, or it's King, Warrior, Magician, and Lover. Those are the four archetypes. Um, they're pretty self-explanatory, but it's very interesting when you look into them and you actually learn about them, 
what their roles are and how they're all interconnected. There are four archetypes that we can all access. Um, I think the book is geared towards men specifically, but obviously with King, but Queen would be interchangeable with this. I mean, it's just human psychology, right? It's human tendencies. It's the archetypes that we can go through in life. Like the king is the one who has the plan. The king or the queen is the one who has the plan moving forward, understanding where we need to go, implementing the strategies and such. The warrior is the person who can get things done. That's the part of you that will like just grit down, has discipline, is stoic, and just gets the job done. What the king says, the warrior does. Uh, the magician is somebody who is alchemizing things and and you know has uh, knowledge about how to get things done and strategies and potions and, you know, like the archetypical magician. Uh, they use magic. They use thought. They use all sorts of things to move things forward. And then the lover is somebody who enjoys the finer things in life. I mean, love in the physical sense with another person, love in the emotional sense with another person, love of life, love of art, music, food, like the finer things in life. You can enjoy it. All four of those are interconnected in some way. If the king... Uh, has no lover cannot access the lover for the king in the person cannot access the lover in the same person then the king becomes a tyrant right if the warrior cannot access the lover the warrior becomes a sadist or a masochist so you can identify too heavily with an archetype or identify not enough with an archetype those are called the shadows of each archetype but the goal obviously is to access all be able to access all four of those when necessary in a mature manner the book goes into detail of that. Um, the book I was reading about in it is called King by Elliot Hulse. Uh, he was a, an influential YouTuber for a long time and a strength coach, a very well-educated strength coach, runs his own gyms, has many programs. Um, he was very influential when I was coming up as a man. I learned a lot from him. So uh, I bought his book and something has been calling to me to read it. So I've been reading about it. It's very interesting. But what I was going to say was we don't have any rites of passage anymore. If you look at like traditional societies, hunter-gatherer societies, um, smaller uh, tribes, there's rites of passage going from childhood to manhood for men specifically. And in today's society, we don't have any rites of passage. Like we don't ever really know when a child is ready to become a man in society. I'm saying societally, like from what I know, we don't have any. I'm sure that there are some out there and somebody's going to be like, oh, well, well, you didn't get this one. Okay, you know what I'm saying. Like the Maasai warriors would send out boys to kill a lion with their bare hands or a spear, right? Well, obviously we can't do that anymore, but that would let you know if they come back successful, you're a man now. You're considered a man. You're treated like a man. You have the responsibilities of a man in the tribe. We don't have that now. It's like we just have a bunch of, of man-child, man-children walking around. They're 30 years old. And they live in their mom's basement, right? Like that's a stereotype for a reason because it's real. Um, they don't know how to talk to women. They don't know how to be responsible, disciplined, have commitment, follow through on their word. And that's a damn shame. Um, we don't have any rites of passage. And I think we need rites of passage. And that can be, it can look a lot of different ways. And I'm not the one to sit here and tell you what to do as a rite of passage. But I want to put the seed out there that people need to think about it. And there are people out there that are doing things like this, Um I know like Tim Kennedy just started a, a new, it's like a school, a program, Apogee, A-P-O-G-E-E, -E, I think, um, is what it is. And it's 
they have them do difficult things. Like they have them do different difficult things while learning traditional school topics. Um, one that I've been interested about, and I've been talking with some of my friends, they have kids about the same age as my daughter. And it, it's not necessarily a rite of passage, but it's just something difficult and something that will provide lessons learned where in the book, um, The Comfort Crisis by Michael Easter, he takes... He, he takes an old Shinto tradition, which is the Japanese religion, Shinto, S-H-I-N-T-O, and it's called a masogi, and it's something, it, traditionally it was like something that cl- cleansed you, clarified you, sat under a cold-ass waterfall for a long time, and it was like supposed to spiritually cleanse you, but it's like a difficult challenge that helps you overcome something like really, really hard, um, something so hard that you probably will fail, and the lessons learned from that, and you go back and try it again. And then you make a new one. You do it like once a year, once every two years. But you do something really difficult to show you that you can overcome it. Helps cleanse you of self-doubt. Helps, uh, uh, what is the word I want to say? I'm having a brain fart here. Um, Humble you. I don't know why I cannot think of that. It helps humble you, right? Give you some humility so you can actually sit back and be like, okay, there's something bigger than me out there. Uh, I like to use nature for this specifically that's why i like to go out into the woods and camp for days at a time and i like to go backpack hunting um i like to hike in the mountains and visit national parks but you get out into nature and it makes you realize like okay there's more than just this me than just me there's so much more out there it's bigger than me it it causes a sense of awe 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 um that's why the word awesome exists it's very overused but and i overuse it myself but it causes a sense of awe Nature will do that to you, and that's why I want to use nature. But I've been talking about getting together with some of my friends, taking our kids out into nature and having them do some hard-ass shit, like climb a mountain or, you know, carry a big-ass rock a long ways. Um, It could be something that simple. But obviously guiding, educating, and bringing up lessons that can be learned through the process as a rite of passage so they can learn commitment and discipline and how to overcome something that seems impossible and then the feeling of accomplishing that goal or failing and understanding the lessons provided by failing. So that's just something I wanted to talk about. We don't have a rite of passage anymore. Uh, You need to get uncomfortable in your life. It doesn't necessarily have to be physical, but you need to get uncomfortable on a regular basis. Sauna, ice bath, flotation, meditation, therapy, uh, hard workouts. I mean, you name it. Having a conversation with somebody, that's difficult. But we just got to shy away from shying away from discomfort. You got to lean into that shit. So don't use it as an excuse to get comfortable. You got to stay uncomfortable. That's where growth happens. Growth does not happen in your comfort zone. That is for sure. Uh, I hope that this was a valuable episode for you. Uh, I have to take off and go to the dentist. If you're listening to this right now, I'm actually in Florida. So I'm enjoying the beach, but I'm doing lunges on the beach. So don't worry. I'm still getting uncomfortable on my vacation. I hope you guys have a good rest of your week. I hope you can put this to use. Share this episode with somebody if you found value in it and uh, let us know what you think. If you want to hear more of it, let me know. Thank you guys so much. I'll talk to you next week.